Greetings. I'm Matt Matthews, one of the pastors here at First Pres in Champaign, and I'm happy to welcome you to our media ministry. Join us in person. We're located at the intersection of Church and State Streets, adjacent to Westside Park in downtown Champaign. Our traditional worship service is at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and on most of those Sundays we offer French translation. Our contemporary services on Sunday begin at 11.15 a.m. When you come to First Pres, what you'll find, what I hope you'll find, is a community of people who support each other and who are passionate about making a difference in our community and beyond. You'll find relevant teaching for children and adults. We have at least a dozen Bible studies in small groups, including pickleball, that's right, pickleball, adult choir, a bell choir for all comers, and other programs and events designed to grow your faith and give you and me opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in. This morning, our scripture comes from um, the story, the episode with the shepherds in Luke chapter 2. Now in that same region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in the manger. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh God, settle our hearts now just for a moment and open us to your word as we find it here in Luke's gospel. May it find way into our heart and be rooted there, and may we live your word in this world. We ask it in the name of the Christ and the people of God together say, Amen. Not long ago, I was talking about um, how in Luke's gospel here, at the Windsor of Savoy at the Bible study that I lead every week, uh, how the angels were afraid when the angel, uh, the shepherds were afraid when the angels showed up. And this woman was shaking her head sort of strongly. And and I said, uh, what? (laughs) And she said, that's not how I learned it. And I said, learned what? And she said, the shepherds weren't afraid, they were sore afraid. That's the way the King James Version of the Bible translates that passage, that word terrified. The Greek word suggests fear and anxiety, reverence, reluctance, alarm, you know, fear, sore afraid, terrified. Uh, the New Revised Standard Version says terrified. The glory of the Lord shone around them and the, the shepherds were terrified. But the King James says they were sore afraid. Other translations say very afraid or greatly afraid. The Wycliffe Bible says they were dreaded or they dreaded with a great dread. They dreaded with the great... That speaks to a lot of fear, doesn't it? These, these shepherds. Um, phobiomai. Phobiomai means 
terrified or afraid or sore afraid. And the use of that word sore, I think, is really gets at some of the pain of what it's like when we are afraid, some of the ache of it, and some of the way that these shepherds, their, their whole being was seized with fear. They were sore afraid. We know about being afraid, don't we? There's a lot to be afraid about, isn't there? We're afraid for our elderly parents. We're afraid for our young people growing up. We're afraid of spiders. We're afraid of getting stuck in elevators. <laughs> 247 years ago, in the first winter of the Revolutionary War, Thomas Paine wrote a letter that George Washington read to all the troops. These are the times that try men's souls, he wrote. We know about fear. We're afraid the world is passing us by and we're going to miss it because we can't remember the password to our computer anymore. Our smartphone is smarter than we are. At least it's smarter than I am. And it makes us a little afraid. We are on uneven ground. Certainly like the shepherds, we're afraid of the unknown. They were facing cosmic change. They might not have just been afraid of the angels. Certainly they were afraid of the angels, but they might have been afraid of what they thought the angel was saying, that the Messiah is coming. If that's true, if the Messiah is coming, then our whole worlds are going to turn upside down. Those things we trusted and those things we've come to predict as normal, it's not going to be normal anymore. And the things we can expect, well, with the Messiah here, we can't expect those things anymore because things are going to, what's the word? Change. And we're afraid of change, aren't we? I, I am anyway. We know about being afraid. Greg Garrett wrote in uh, the Seminary of the Southwest blog uh, some years ago uh, about a show at an Austin uh, music club, The Continental. He writes this, On a few Wednesday nights back, I was at The Continental Club on South Congress. At the end of the set, John D. Graham looked out into the darkened room and he paused for just a moment, clearly trying to put together what he wanted to say in closing. What he said was this, don't be so afraid. You don't have to be so afraid. We look around and the world seems so dark and dangerous that we don't know what we're supposed to do next. And we sometimes forget that the battle that truly matters has already been fought and won on our behalf. This Advent, we are again anticipating Christ's coming, living into our annual reminder that God loves us, suffers alongside us, and would do anything to draw us into abundant life with Him. Anne Lamott has said that the most profound spiritual truth she knows is this. In the darkest times, just when it seems as though there is no way for love to conquer all, it does. And so, do not be afraid. You don't have to be so afraid. That was written by Greg Garrett. Now, I appreciate what this country singer said at the Continental Club in Austin, Texas, uh, about not being afraid, but I don't buy it. And I appreciate what Greg Garrett, this novelist and theologian, is telling me, telling me to fear not. I appreciate it, but I don't buy it. And like the shepherds, I don't even buy those words from the angels 
What do they say? They say, do not be afraid. But they're terrified, and I'm with them. There's a lot to be terrified about in this world. No matter how much we are soothed by those who love us, who tell us, don't be afraid. Being afraid is hard to shake because the things we fear are often very, very real. Oh, sometimes they aren't real at all, but sometimes they are very, very real. Nevertheless, that angel is right. God is inviting us to let go of our fear. God is inviting us to trust God. God is inviting us to calm down, to breathe, and to remember that God's got us. Remember God's hands are so big, nobody can fall out. Whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. We belong to God. Nothing can separate us from the life and the love of Christ Jesus our Lord. Do not be afraid. These are the testimony of Scripture. This is the testimony of Scripture. I'm not making this stuff up, right? Whenever angels show up, what do they say? They say, do not be afraid, and they mean it, though everybody around is terrified. I understand. God has come, though, right at the scariest time. God has come smack dab into the most frightening of places. God has come. God waits with us in the ER. God waits with us from afar as we're waiting blood tests. God waits with us and is with us in the foxhole. Emmanuel means God with us. God is with us. Emmanuel. And God is with us. So the angels are right. Even though our fear is hard to overcome, and it is, I have sleepless nights too. Even though our fear is hard to overcome, we're being invited to let it go, to let our fear go. Trust in God. God is with us. Anna Flora, Flora um, uh, Carter, Anna Florence Carter, say that real fast, she comments on this text uh, in her book, A is for Alabaster, and she says, Bethlehem is the perfect storm of misery, the perfect storm of misery. The powers that be, and Luke wants us to know their names, Quirinius, Caesar Augustus, Herod, he names them. He wants us to understand this story takes place within a political context, in a real time, in a real place. The powers that be are harsh rulers of an occupying army seeking to, to bleed the people of, with tax, tax uh, requirements and, and um, killing anyone who doesn't agree with them. This is a, a regime of violence, and yet it's here that God chose to become incarnate, right there in this perfect storm of misery. So not even Quirinius, the message is, not even Quirinius can halt the purposes of God. The powers and principalities of the earth may be at work, but they will never defeat the Prince of Peace. So sure, we agree, there's a lot to be afraid about. But there's a lot to be thankful for as well. God has moved into the neighborhood. That's what we celebrate uh, at Christmas. There is faint music in the night and pale wings fanned by silver light. Our choir will sing those words, I think, in a moment. 
Faithful men and women have taken this good news of great joy to heart. They've attempted to live this word. They invite us to hold hands with them in love, in love, in love. And with hope we hear again and again. And maybe this time we'll believe it a little more what the angel said. Fear not. Do not be afraid. For see, I bring you good news of great joy. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. And for more information, visit us online at www.firstpres.church. Have a great week.